Blog Talk Radio. This fall, the Fantasy Sports Channel will make history all over again with even more live fantasy sports radio than anywhere on the planet. At least 12 hours of fantasy football, baseball, basketball, and hockey action each Monday through Friday. Plus more fantasy sports talk every Saturday and Sunday. More than 50 shows in all from the best fantasy sportscasters in the business. Try getting that on your radio dial. The Fantasy Sports Channel, only on Blog Talk Radio. It's a schedule you can bet on. It's week 12 in the National Football League. That means the playoffs are here. Both the World Championship of Fantasy Football and the Fantasy Football Players Championship started their playoffs this week. What does that mean for you? Find out tonight, next on Red vs. Blue. One bleeds red and one bleeds blue. Two friends, one heated rivalry. It's intense. It's no holds barred. It's game time. On Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio with your host Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Scott and Mike and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike. Mike wanted some uh, light music today, so, uh, you know, Mike, we're going to play a little something in the background just to get us going here, a little little Bob Marley. It's going to be very, very quiet on the podcast, so don't let it distract you. Uh, hello, everybody. This is Scott Atkins from Red vs. Blue, team legacy in the world of high-stakes fantasy football. And, Mike, we are in week 12 of the National Football League, which means one thing, the playoffs and the World Championship and the Players' Championship are here. It's a very important week for our listeners. We have the Red vs. Blue crew already logging into the chat room. And uh, as always, I'm joined by my big blue co-host from Brandenburg, Kentucky, Michael Trent. Mike, happy Thanksgiving to you, brother. We uh, we had a day yesterday that was a time that we could uh, certainly be thankful for everything we have, our family, our friends, our health, our God, our country, and our, and our hobby we love so much, fantasy football. Yeah, absolutely, Scott. Uh, it was a it was a wonderful day that I was able to spend with, with my family, and uh, you know I don't have a big family, and uh, but the bottom line is I loved every bit of it. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, this week's episode. Uh, you know, you've got uh, you know something that you're you're doing well in the World Championship of Fantasy Football, and I can't wait uh, for you to break down your team and. Uh, what you got going on uh, with that. But, uh, you know, I hope everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving and just be thankful of uh, everything everything we have. Well, and that's for sure, Mike. Uh, week 12 is here, and uh, we've already got the chat room popping. We already have a, a, a who do I start question to answer here, Mike, so let's get right to it. 
we've got some important decisions. People come here to uh, the gut check time. It's the time where this decision is just hurting you and, you, and, you, and it pains you to make the decision. You're battling it back and forth. You see the pros. You see the cons. We've already got a toughie in the chat room, guest 3617, uh, flex starter in the world championship. This means he's in the playoffs. He's one of the top two, top four teams here in his league. He's got Darren Sproles or Chester Taylor. Now, it's not an ideal situation, obviously, uh, for either of these guys uh, for you to be in. Uh, but you got Darren Sproles versus Chester Taylor. Mike, do you have something right off the bat? I, I hear you want to chime in. No, you know, I, I would love to chime in because I, I was kind of wincing uh, when I heard uh, both of those. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, I, you know, honestly, I don't know, Scott. Uh, my first instinct would be probably Darren Sproles, but uh, Sproles hasn't done anything in the last couple of weeks. And yeah. Chester Taylor, I, you know, you don't know what to expect from him, so that's a that that that's tough. I would have almost have to go with Sproles. Mike, I th- you know I think I agree at first glance. Sproles is facing the 26th uh, worst rush defense against running backs in the World Championship, uh, the Chiefs this week. They allow 27 fantasy points per game to running backs. The Bears allow 22, okay? So they're just about as bad. I mean, that's 14 first point. Five points separate the two. It's not like either one, uh, you know, shut down the run. Uh, but when you're looking at the other options, you've got Adrian Peterson on one side of the ball and LaDainian and Tomlinson, and it's much easier. I think Minnesota's going to have a field day with, with, uh, with the Bears this week, uh, especially with Adrian Peterson uh, being a little dinged up. I don't know if you caught that, Mike, but he's questionable coming in this yep. week. He's going to play. Uh, he's been limited all week due to this ankle, but now an illness kept him out on Friday. Childress has been downplaying this absence, and uh, he is going to play, but he is questionable with the ankle. But that probably means – here, here's the thing. Minnesota has been dominant, okay? Uh, they're 5-0 and in the Metrodome this year with 17 sacks. And they will have uh, – we'll get into what they've allowed in the passing game here after we talk about Cuddy and Cutler um, – it just goes to show you that Minnesota's going to have a big day against Chicago. Chicago's going to have a tough time. Uh, Cuddy's, they've allowed just one passing touchdown in the last two games, and, and Cuddy's been awful. He's thrown 18 picks and has only one passing TD in the last two games. I, I'm all for keeping Cuddy on the bench right now until he recovers some of his confidence. Yep. You just tell he's lost it, Mike. Yeah, there, there's no doubt about it. I mean, he doesn't look right. He doesn't look right, whether it's at home or whether it's on the road. Uh, not having the advantage of Matt Forte, uh, just totally blowing through lines. I mean, he is at a he, he's at a spot right now to where he doesn't award go, and it's kind of unfortunate situation for uh, Chicago. But uh, I mean, that's the way he sits, and uh, I think Minnesota, you know, they should have their way with him, and so. Well. And you've got to look at how they've been using um, Chester Taylor. Uh, the work hasn't been all that impressive uh, on that side of the ball uh, for right. Chester Taylor. I mean, he, he's the type of guy that if if the game situation kind of presents itself and, you know, you really don't need a guy like that. It's almost like this Jonathan Stewart situation in Carolina. You don't really need the guy. But Chester Taylor is going to get more carries and more touches than Darren Sproles, you would expect. You've seen Mike Tolbert get some carries. You've seen Jacob Hester get some carries in San Diego, 
Uh, Taylor had 11 carries last week uh, for 73 yards. I mean, they, they can just – they really – this is a dominant team in Minnesota, one of the best – Brett Favre calls it the best team he's ever been on. And so you, I think you got to take him at his word. He doesn't have any reason to really inflate this. And they certainly played that way, Mike. I mean, so if Chester Taylor's getting 13 touches – I'm going with Chester Taylor. I think it's just a safer play. Although Kansas City, you know, like like we we already covered that they're both terrible against the run. So I think you'll be okay. Uh, you're you're going to play be playing about the middle. You're hoping for about ten points from either one of these guys, and you're just trying to avoid the goose egg. I think Sproles gives you the bigger chance for a goose egg, uh, and so I think if it were me, I have to put Chester Taylor in the lineup. So there you go. There's yeah. that one. I didn't I didn't plan to spend that much time, but it is it is a uh, it is a a decision that uh, that merits discussion. Yeah, well, I totally agree, Scott. And, uh, you, you know, you broke it down real well. Uh, but I, I still would go with Sproles uh, just for the reason that uh, LT, he's going he's gonna to get get a lot and do a lot. And I could see in the third, fourth quarter cleanup time, uh, Darren Sproles uh, being right there for the, uh, San Diego against Kansas City. Well, problem is in the chat room. Welcome, buddy. Um, Alex Kaglinovsky, uh, one of the top players in the country right now, He's talking about the garbage time for Chester last week. I expect that garbage time again versus the Bears. It's just Minnesota's dominant right now, and I don't I don't see the Bears doing anything to stop that. So, um, good good question. We've got another one in the chat room. So let's let's just go ahead and take them in stride, and and, and we'll just fit in our analysis as we can here, Mike. Um, Thirty six sixteen has a uh, question with Benson, Crabtree, or Breston. He says he knows it's brutal. It's a very tough flex decision for him, Benson. Crabtree or Breston, and I'll just start with this, Mike. Uh, Benson, he did practice. Okay, he's been limited, uh, so it is it is up in the air what what's going to happen there. You got to closely monitor that situation. Um, so it's 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 a little too early to, to tell um, what Benson's going to do. Obviously, if he's a start, you you, you throw him in there. Uh, now, San Francisco, on the other hand, um, this, this is a this is a player that's really on the rise, Mike Crabtree. Uh, he's really yeah. on the mic. And Mathis for Jacksonville, great matchup for San Francisco in the passing game. Mathis is still out. Um, this this is a he, he's their top corner. He's out with the groin. Uh, and so Crabtree, who has been increasingly looking like a football player, uh, that's that's a nice little matchup, Mike. Well, I tell you what, Scott, you you kind of steal my thunder. Uh, I absolutely love Crabtree versus uh, Benson or Breston. Okay. Okay. Uh, Michael Crabtree, he he should have fun. Uh, he should have fun against Jacksonville. Jacksonville can be uh, they can be very stingy, but when I look at Benson, that's too uh, that's too iffy there. Uh, when I look at Breston, a lot of fantasy owners they started Breston last week and got a goosegg out of him. Um, so what's going to happen this week? Because most times he's used for uh, he's used for a touchdown or. Uh, you know, if not a touchdown, at least uh, 10, 12 points fantasy-wise. Uh, but he didn't get it. He got a goose egg. So uh, in this in this case, your most reliable person that you need to start versus Crabtree, Benson, and Breston, in my opinion, is uh, Crabtree. Well, yeah, and where was Breston last week? Uh, no, nowhere to be found. And, and so I don't, I don't know. Even if he is playing this week, obviously. I think you still look at what Crabtree's been doing. Last week, six targets, four catches, 77 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, They're definitely getting a rhythm here, and Jacksonville is a team you always want to play your wide receivers against. They allow 41 fantasy points to wide receivers, guys. Come on. 
41 points per wide receivers the Jaguars allies, uh, or, or they allow. So where are those wide receiver points? Well, Crabtree's one of them. Who's the rest? Yep. You know, and, Morgan? And I, another point, though, Scott, is uh, Arizona is they're facing one of the hottest teams in their place in the Tennessee Titans. I mean, people can laugh all they want, but I've, I've said it on the show two, three weeks in a row that this this team was the best 0-6 team I've ever seen, and guess what? They stepped up to the plate. So it's going to be a chance for uh, it's going to be a chance for Arizona to see what they got. Three four seven three two four five four zero four is the number, Mike. We've got um, we've got questions rolling in here. I'm trying to keep up with them in the chat room, but we do have uh, a couple of uh, good names in the chat room tonight. It's obviously a Thanksgiving Black Friday kind of weekend. Uh, a lot of partying going on, a lot of resting and relaxing going on. So we've already seen some football yesterday in three games. Uh, one really was the uh, the disappointment of the New York Giants is just. Really unbearable, Mike. I was so depressed watching this game. I obviously I, – I started Brandon Jacobs thinking that, uh, you know, Bradshaw's out. And thank God for the three catches for 30 yards because if it wasn't for that, that rushing game just looks absolutely pathetic. Mike, they fell out of the playoff hunt here. They're, I mean, there's, they're one game back uh, from the the wild card here, the last wild card, but they they don't even look like they have any heart right now. No, Scott. I, I'll, I'll sit there and watch that game and, you know – it. They had nothing. They had nothing to bring to the table as far as the rushing. And then next thing you know, Eli is, you know, he's on his butt for, you know, Elvis Doomerville. I mean, he was all over the place. I mean, they had a lot of players for Denver that, uh, you know, they were keeping Eli on his butt. But the only reason why is because the Giants had no offense rushing. They, they couldn't run the ball. They couldn't run the ball at all. And it, it was a – I mean, it was terrible display, in my opinion. You're absolutely right, and and I don't know what to think. It put me in a serious hole. I'm playing a very tough team, one of the best teams in the world championship, uh, Tiger Sharks, and um, I'm in a hole right now. Brandon Jacobs got me eight and a half. Now he did. I, he was. I was going to be playing heads up against Steve Smith, Mike. I think I told you that. He actually yeah. put Steve Smith on his bench uh, later that earlier that day. And inserted Roddy White, who should, by all accounts, have a uh, have a pretty good day uh, against Tampa. Let's let's go to that game, and, and we're going to get to Walkie's touchdown here in a minute as well. Uh, or his question: His who do I start? Tampa Bay at Atlanta, Mike Norwood did fully practice this week with the hip. He's questionable. Turner limited participation. This is a situation that everybody's watching right now with Michael Turner or playing against. You've got to watch this one very closely because he's limited right now, but he's doubtful. But some think he might be able to get in there, and he's he's still uncertain whether or not he's going to play. I say he's going to sit. Uh, Roddy White is a full practice with this knee. He's probable. He's definitely going to play. And then, you know, on the other side of the ball, Winslow uh, limited on Wednesday with a knee injury, but then he came back, practiced fully on Thursday. And, and now listen, Winslow versus the Saints, he caught five catches for 29 yards. But, Mike, the interesting thing, 13 targets for this guy. I mean, geez, he's averaging yeah. 10 targets a game and 60 receptions the last three games, 16 receptions and a touchdown in the last three. Um, well, you know what, Scott? Uh, you know, th- this game really intrigues me, uh, Tampa Bay at Atlanta. Um, first off, I-, I haven't I haven't talked to Alex. I have, I have not had any communication with him, but I guarantee you, 
he has an over and under or some type of situation in this game. If he doesn't, then that's all right, too. But uh, this game <laughs> is, is breeding of uh, Michael Turner because I believe Michael Turner is going to just go – he's going to be turning the burner. Uh, this could be a real wake-up call for Tampa Bay and uh, their quarterback, Josh Freeman. I don't see much happening. I, I see a lot of Atlanta defense. And, uh, you know, as far as what Tampa Bay's offense got, I, I, don't, I don't see much happening. But I don't Man, know. Well, yeah, five five catches on 13 targets. He's not uh, throwing with any kind of accuracy, but 30, he catching 38% of the balls that are thrown to you. Um, there's some great conversation going on in the chat room right now. Um, they're talking about Shockey. They're talking about uh, the Saints with Henderson and Meacham. Um, they're, they're really uh, helping out some of these guys that have some questions. We've got, we're writing down these who do I start so we can get to these a little bit later. Uh, Mike Atlanta lost his heartbreaker last week to the Giants, 34-31. to Gonzo had a big day, 8 for 82. Jenkins showed up, 6 for 76. Roddy still wasn't around, really, 4 for 45. He's still not healthy. But he's fully practicing. He's, he's only caught 14 balls, 170 yards, and zero touchdowns in the last three games. But, Mike, I fully expect his scoreless streak to end Sunday. Tampa ranks dead last against the run as well, allowing 168 yards per game. So you, you should uh, see either Norwood, Turner, or Snelling. You're going to have to watch it till game time because none of us know right now how that's going to shake out. I expect Snelling to be a go. Uh, and he's gonna whoever is in that game against the run, they are going to have a, a field day. Atlanta is going to put up some points against Tampa, I believe. Although yep. you've been pretty high on Tampa the last couple weeks. Yeah, well I have, uh, but uh, not this week. Not this okay. week. It, it just depends on what it depends on what what week it is. And uh, yep. this week it's uh, in the dome. No, I'm, I'm in high dome. on Atlanta in... right now. Uh, Mike, let's um, let's let's talk about um, Walkie's lineup decision here. He's in the chat room. 25-75 league, LT versus KC, McCoy versus Washington, and assuming Julius Jones is sitting, Forsett at St. Louis. Now, Mike, right off the top, I think Forsett is one of those special players that if Julius was to sit, uh, I think he's in your lineup regardless right now just because of all the work that he's getting. Now, let's talk about Julius Jones. Uh, he was limited with his chest injury. He's a dreaded game-time decision this week. He missed last week with what they were calling a lung con- con- contusion. Okay. Right. Um, he didn't practice all last week and was held out Wednesday before being limited Thursday and Friday. Now, Moore expects him to be ready to go. This guy, Mike, he was coughing up blood. Okay, That's when he really knew something was wrong. He knew it wasn't just a shoulder injury. And then Moore said, you know, if he can go, he's going to start. We're not going to activate him and not start him. So if you see Julius Jones being activated, they're going to start him. They're going to put him into the lineup. But I, I, I tell you, Forsett is just one of these guys. They – now, they, they had a very difficult matchup last week. They were held to a franchise record low four yards rushing against that Minnesota top defense. So well, you, you can't, you can't there, get too there is no, upset There is that. no way, in my opinion, Scott, there is no way you can start either one of them over LT. And the reason I say that is because LT, I mean, he's scoring touchdowns. Uh, he's, he's healthier and healthier. San Diego is a hot team. They are very hot, and they're they're playing against a Kansas City team who got a win against Pittsburgh. I don't know how in the heck that happened, but it did. Yeah. Uh, but can uh, San, San Diego? I mean, 
they're a, they're a hot team right now. There is no way you can bench LT at this point. Welcome, show to the chat room. Shoden's uh, showing up. Hey, we've got a new one. Uh, Bush East Smithers, welcome to Red versus Blue, the crew here. You've got uh, some of the best high-stakes players in the world uh, that can help you with your who-do-I-start questions. Uh, fighting chances here. Fantasy Factor is in the chat room. FantasyFactor.com, John Zaleski. want to thank him for uh, being part of the crew. i tell you what, I played his contest last week, Mike, and I, I, I was sort of a middle-of-the-roader for my first time, but this is basically a pretty neat contest. You go to FantasyFactor.com. You can play pretty much. He has lots of different offerings here, uh, entry levels. Uh, from low, modest entry fees uh, to, to some high entry fees. You know, if you want to put a couple bucks in on a, on a team or if you cool. want to put a couple a couple hundred on a team, he's got a lot of different options. And what you do is you just pick an optimum lineup for this week and this week only. And he's got kind of a nice twist on it. You get to pick one yeah. player that gets double points and one player that gets triple points. I think that's what he calls the fantasy factor. We'll get him on uh, one of these days to talk about that. But check it out. Very easy to do. I was kind of uh, a little hesitant, you know, about the time that it might take or whatever and all the teams I've got to manage. But you know what? I went to the website. It was a really neat website, neat application. It downloads. It's an application that will download really quick. Uh, it was a very professional product. You, you, you enter your lineup, and it, and it worked out really nice. It was easy, and it was fun. And I, and I checked it a couple times just to see how I was doing. So it was kind of nice. I'm going to give a shout-out to Fantasy Factor. No uh, uh, no pay for advertising here, but uh, fantasyfactor.com. John Zaleski, welcome uh, cool. again to uh, Red versus Blue. Rampo's in the chat room. Walkie again. Garbage points is with us. C3PO, uh, a lot of the regulars, and uh, Alex um, from the Fantasy Football Players Championship. He is really, um, he's really helping out with uh, with some of these. Who do I starts? Uh, Mike, again, uh, we're sticking with the Seattle St. Louis game here. Uh, before we to get to some of these, actually, let's go back to Walkie. I want to I want to finish this up. Like you said, you wouldn't you would bend, you would start LT over those. You know, McCoy is an yes. interesting option, but Washington is number two against running backs this year. Um, they're only allowing 18 points per game to running backs, and you, you figure you've got Weaver in the discussion. And I don't know. I'm kind of leery about starting McCoy when I've got an option like LT or Forsett. Now, if Julius doesn't play, I'm considering I'm putting Forsett in there. I just think he's the type of guy especially playing the Rams, they allow 29 fantasy points to running backs, okay? I'm going to put Forsett in because he gets, he gets Scott, a lot of work. You're, you're going to start Forsett in front of LT. Well, listen, I've got LT in the world championship. I know what he's about. I've got him. I, I, I drafted him for the sole purpose for these two weeks' matchups here in the world championship. You've got to – You've got to have good matchups this week and next to be able to survive. And so this week is make or break. If I win this week, I'm winning at least $2,500. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for him, okay? Don't get me wrong. But well, Forsett's getting I so much who, work. But, He's getting so much work in the passing team? game. It doesn't matter. The Rams allow 30 fantasy points to running backs every week, okay? There's no other running backs in the discussion here. Forsett is the deal of Julius, assuming Julius sits. If Julius plays, I'm writing it down right now. I'm writing it down, Scott. I think Julius will play, so it's really a moot point. If it was was me between LT and McCoy, I start LT. So there you go, Walkie. Thanks for being a part of Red versus Blue. Um, Let's go on to uh, finish up this game here on the other side of this ball, Mike. St. Louis bulgers out now with a knee. In comes Kyle Bowler. And now Steven Jackson is is, is hurt. With a back injury, he did not practice. He's been questionable. He's missed two days of practice this week due to back spasms. But he's expected to carry the load again for this offense. It's near the bottom. 
Yet, Mike, it's showing signs of life here in recent weeks. Now, Jackson is second in the league right now with over 1,000 yards rushing, 4.8 yards a carry, and he's had a run of four straight 100-yard games. I'm not – there's no discussion here. If Jackson plays, he's in your lineup, so I don't want to get too carried away with this. Uh, as yeah. for the game, though, Seattle is 0-5 on the road, losing the last four by double digits. However, they did win 28-0 opening day. Um, Josh Brown, a former Seahawk here. You might want to watch that kicker situation. I know he's got a chip on his shoulder. Um, my, the interesting story here about Seattle is this kid, Brand, or St. Louis, is Brandon Gibson. Now, we talked about yep. him. We told you we liked what he, he, he does for St. Louis. He responded with a nice day, 5 for 61, didn't disappoint, okay? I mean, he got you 11 points. He had, he had 17 targets, Mike. 17 targets led, led the league in targets. This guy, I don't know what the problem was. I didn't get to watch a lot of that game. He only caught 29% of his balls. <laughs> but Wait. 17 targets, you've got to like that. What's interesting in this game is uh, Seattle is a four-point favorite, and the over and under is 42-and-a-half which is very, very low in my opinion. Uh, mm. But, you know, when, when you start breaking down the uh, fantasy players, uh, you know, that the points are where that's where they come from. And the over yep. and under is 42 and a half, and I'm going, holy cow. What, what, I mean, where's the points going to come from? I think it ought to be more than that, 42 and a half. But uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, hey. I just see. I, I see. Uh, I see St. Louis uh, having fun and uh, Seattle. It, you know, it's like you said earlier in the week, Scott. If you get a quarterback, an older quarterback in a comfortable situation, just like Matt Hasselbeck, then this could be a good time to start him. So uh, Matt Hasselbeck, he might be a good start. Three four seven three two four five four zero four. I've got to give a major shout out to the prognosticator in the chat room. He is cleaning house in uh, the, at the crew here in the, in the chat room and just taking every question that's being fielded and breaking it down, giving his response. Guys, I'm telling you, I've, I've dealt with Alex for years in fantasy football, running by who do I start, and this guy knows his stuff. He always brings a very logical response to you. You can trust the information he's giving you, and he's in the top, gosh, I don't know, he's in the top ten in the world championship right now out of 900 teams, and he's in the top five in the National Fantasy Championship. The only one he's not doing well in is the one he's not playing in, and that's his own contest, the Players' Championship. He's just having an outstanding year. Thanks, Alex, for doing the heavy lifting. And and one last thing on this game, Mike. The Seahawks yep. had four yards rushing last week against the Vikings. Four sets still ends up with 23 fantasy points. Enough said, okay? Eight wow. catches, 80 yards. All right, Miami at Buffalo. Uh, Ricky put a hurting on the 27th-ranked rush, uh, the Panther defense, 22 for 119 and 2. Okay, Again, it's the Panther defense. Now, D. Will did his job against the number six-ranked Miami defense. He rushed for 13 carries, 122 yards. Uh, Bess, uh, if you're in a pinch, he led all Dolphins with six for 63. I don't know. If you're in that kind of situation, I really feel sorry for you. Uh, yep. Now, the, on the other side of the ball, though, Mike Buffalo – Lynch looked to be gone for the season. He was carted off with a shoulder injury, waving to fans, and now he's day-to-day and should play after practicing this week. Uh, I don't know what to make of this. I mean, they've got Fred Jackson and Lynch now. Miami just lost the nose tackle, Jason Ferguson, with a quad injury. Go ahead, T.O. Yeah, T.O. come off of a almost a career day, but uh, that, that, leads, that leads me to believe that uh, Buffalo is going to have a tough time 
against them guys because, you know, they're, they're asking for something out of T.O. that he's not going to be able to produce again. So you can yeah. back that down. Well, you know what? T.O. exploded for 197 on nine catches. What What's ironic, Mike, it's his first game without Dick Durant. <laughs> okay, yeah. coincidence here? I don't know, but well, let's, good watch, point. Good point. let's watch what T.O. can do. And I'm just interested here. Miami lost their nose tackle, Jason Ferguson, with his quad injury for the year. So they're going to – Buffalo at home, you got to travel all the way up the coast. And this is my upset game here. Buffalo at Buffalo, game two without Dick Teron, and Miami losing a, a, a centerpiece of their run defense. I tell you what, I just this this one smells a little fishy to me. I think I'd take the three and a half. You get plus one sixty on the Buffalo money line, and and I think wow. that's my uh, that's my uh, that's my upset of the week here. So Buffalo over like Miami. Kind of like that, know. and uh, I, you know I can't go with it myself, but uh, yeah. because I don't, you know, I still think that Wildcat uh, it's effective, and uh, you know I saw a lot of teams using it today. Uh, I saw Rutgers using it against Louisville. Of course, I know that's uh, college, but uh, you know I, that 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 Wildcat is still effective. Okay, Mike. Let's get to the next game here. We're uh, we're already thirty minutes in. We're halfway through the show. This show uh, flies by, uh, so we're gonna have to keep going here, Mike, as fast as we can. Um, Cleveland at Cincinnati. What a shootout in Detroit last week. Cleveland showed signs of life, losing thirty-eight, thirty-seven. But you know, Chris, uh, this is what you get when you face the thirty-first ranked defense versus quarterbacks, and. <laughs> You know, the Bengals are number eight versus wide receivers this week or, or for the year, so I wouldn't expect Masakwai to do anything like what he did last week. He exploded. Jamal did well. This rookie, Chris Jennings, out of Arizona, 10 carries, 36 yards. He was involved in the passing game, five catches for 38 yards. Coles is limited with a chest injury. I'm kind of glad he is, Mike, because here I am. Here I was debating last week, all week, you know, on the show yeah. about Mason or Coles, and I went Derek Mason Thank you, crew at Red vs. Blue, for setting me straight. I went Derek Mason and no uh, Missouri. Uh, yeah, you guys helped me out. This week, my only decision is my defense, Mike. I've got to choose San Diego's defense. And, and the crew in Red vs. Blue, I'd love your help with this one. San Diego's defense against Kansas City or Seattle's defense against a Kyle Bowler-led St. Louis Rams. Uh, one of those two has, I think, big-time potential. Now, Let's talk about San Diego for a minute, Mike. Castillo is doubtful on the defensive side of the ball. He's a calf injury, did not practice. He was taken off the field on a cart last week, and he could be out. Merriman is questionable with a foot. He didn't practice. He could be limited as he didn't practice all week. Well, So, I don't know. Scott, I'm, I'm still going back to the hot team. The hot team is San Diego. Uh, they, they are very hot right now. Uh, they're hard to beat, and I'm not saying that, they're the end-all and be-all of the AFC, but let's face it, they're one of the best teams in the AFC going, uh, other than yep. Indianapolis. So You're right. You, you almost got to go with them. Yep, and uh, Casey uh, Leonard Pope working with the number one offense after he caught his first TD pass in Pitt. I think that's uh, mentionable. Also, San Diego added John Runyon uh, to the fold, and he probably won't play Sunday, but that's a nice vote of confidence for that offensive line, getting John Runyon. Uh, this is also a revenge game for Chris Chambers, Mike, if you were if you 
if you added yeah. Chris Chambers, he's starting against his former team. It was just less than a month ago when he was shocked by the release 36 hours later in the waiver wire. He's in the Chiefs locker room. So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, in three games, he's caught 10 catches for 249 yards and two scores. I don't know. It might be something worth watching here. If you are in a pinch, Chambers has something to play for. So, um, 32 minutes after the hour, Mike. Cole's again limited. Benson, you got to watch this uh, situation. Yeah, that, I think it's that, a good that's what I want. I want, I want to touch on that real quick, Scott, okay, uh, the uh, Bengals game. Yep. Uh, Coles is limited. Uh, Cincinnati, uh, they're, I, I really believe they're very good. And the reason I say that, they, they laid an egg against Oakland, obviously. But uh, uh, Coles, he's going to be limited. But uh, Scott, Bernard Scott or Cedric Benson, I mean, that is going to be a question that, if you're a Bengals uh, owner, or if you own any, any one of those two players, you got to question yourself. But if you have the Cincinnati Bengals defense, I mean, I know it might seem so minute right now, but the Bengals defense, this could be the time to start them. Yep. Fighting chances with us from Midnight Oil. Definitely check out his show at midnight. A. Wood Butcher is with us. He's uh, new to the show. Gut feeling guy is with us as well in Rampo, so uh, the, they're still piling into the chat room here. I think it's a good start for Andre Caldwell, Mike. Brown's obviously 17th best for wide receivers, and, and they're one of the best against quarterbacks you can start in the game. Palmer lit up the Browns for 230-2 and two the last three times he's played them. This is the same team that gave up five touchdowns to Matt Stafford last week, and the Bengals are coming off a embarrassing 20-17 to 17 loss to the Raiders. Now, same old Bengals. They would probably lose this game, too, in a slump. But this is a new Bengals, like you said. They, yep. Their defense is definitely what's been a, a great complement to their offense. Finally, that's what they've been waiting for for years, Mike. They have it. And this Cincinnati team, I think, comes back, rebounds with a vengeance against Cleveland, and I think they blow them out, uh, and, and it happens pretty quickly. So I'm looking well, for a big day there. You know, I, I, I do, too, Scott. I Because, you know, they got away with a, they got away with a loss and then – they're, they're, they're flying home from Oakland, and they saw Pittsburgh lost to Kansas City. They're like, whew, okay, yeah. all right, we we made it through this. They beat Breathing Pittsburgh room. twice. Yeah. They beat, yeah, they beat uh, Baltimore twice. Great uh, point. They beat Cleveland once, and now it's like, okay, we really got it. This, this was a gut check thing because they yeah. got beat at Oakland. You know what? And I could and I could talk about these other games all day. I want to make sure we don't get we don't miss this important these important uh, announcements here, Mike. Pittsburgh at Baltimore. We already heard Palomalu was out with the knee. He did not practice. Now Roethlisberger fully practiced all week this week, questionable with this injury. But while he participated symptom free, he may opt to sit out Sunday. He informed Mike Tomlin on Friday, Mike, that he might sit out as a precaution and he will make his final decision on Saturday morning before team meetings. This, this caught this organization well, completely start? completely by surprise. Well, I don't know, Mike. Dennis Dixon is now the primary backup. Wow. Dennis Dixon. Now, I don't know what they're going to do, uh, considering that Charlie Batch is out. They they yeah. brought in a couple of guys for some, for some practice, but maybe you get Heinz Ward back there and run the Wildcat or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's interesting, but I, I really think that Baltimore is – is they're, they're watering at the mouth uh, here. Now, this could be uh, hype for Roethlisberger to draw a little more attention in it, you know, 
just to get some hype yeah. around the game. But they're going to yeah, let him, he's going to let them know Saturday morning. Well, I think I think Ben's going to play. I mean, he he's too tough. He's going to want to play, and uh, you know, he might be just throwing that out there just for a feeder or whatever. But uh, nah, Ben's going to play. Gut feeling guy needs two non PPR: Maroney, Jamal Charles, Bernie Scott, and Forsett. Well. I think you have to start four set uh, if he if yep. Julius doesn't play. If Julius does play, I think you bench him. Uh, you've got to watch the uh, Benson situation there with Bernie Scott. And then Maroney and Charles. You know, this game here, um, Maroney, it looks like a pass fest with the Patriots and the Saints on Monday night. Everybody's expecting to make a, a quick stat here just for you junkies. This is only the second time in league history that two quarterbacks have faced each other who've thrown for 4,800 yards in a season. So this lends to a pass fest, okay? And many expect that. Yeah. But, the, Mike, what's the way to slow down another team's offense? It's run. Keep them off the field. That's right. You run the ball. You run the ball. And Absolutely. In the, in the Saints' last shootout versus the Falcons, Pierre had a big day. And you know what? Maroney had a good day against the Colts, too, in the Patriots' last shootout. So – you know what? I'm expecting these two guys, uh, Maroney and Pierre, actually to be more involved. I'm, I'm real disappointed about Pierre. I don't know what the problem is. Uh, 11 carries, 92 yards. He's running well, but Bell is in the picture here. 13 carries, 75 yards, and two touchdowns. He's a big part of the game right now. And Reggie Bush well, is coming back with this injury. One thing I'll be, one thing I see about this game, Scott, is uh, New Orleans. They are. Uh, you know, they're notorious for, you know, just putting up big points really quick or just laying down. And I won't say laying down because they're not doing that on purpose, but it's just the way their offensive scheme of things goes about. So, uh, you know, I I can see uh, New Orleans just playing great D, great D, great D, and just kind of doing what they have to do, dink and dunk, dink yep. and dunk. and uh- I'm expecting New Orleans actually to win this game, Mike. Um, the interesting announcement was Cedric Ellis. He was the number one pick in 2008, and he's returning to the lineup after missing four games with a sprained MCL. This is big news for the Saints D, and if you've watched them the last couple weeks, you've kind of you've kind of watched them with a what the heck are they doing? Why why is this game so close? Why is it what's going on on defense? Well, how are they able to just you know this isn't the same Saints D? Well, Cedric Ellis is a big part of that, and you're going to see him come back. And uh, I don't know, man. It's going to be a great game. I'm going to enjoy got, this game. Yeah, I got something interesting for you, Scott. The over and yep. under is 56. Mm. New wow. Orleans is one-point favorite, and the over and under is 56. Wow, that's a lot of points. Yeah. And look look at the same side of the ball right now. Uh, this Dave Thomas guy comes out of nowhere last couple of weeks, four catches, 66 yards, and a touchdown. I almost think this is game planning by the coaches. You know how these coaches like to lead up to a big matchup, you know, because it's a real important game for the Saints. I almost I – part of me wants to say, you know what, they've been resting Shockey and keeping him out of the game plan so that they can kind of sneak attack with him. And they're like, okay, we got to guard this Dave Thomas guy. He's a part of this offense where then Shockey, you know, maybe has a decent day. I don't know. Yeah. I kind of think the coaches do that from time to time, just take you out looking ahead. Well, I think they I do know. too. Right? You know, just kind of just take the take the other team out of the equation. It's like, okay, we're going to hide him, we're going to hide him, we're going to hide him. You know, that sounds like a Belichick move, but, uh, 
you know, that sounds something that they would do. Yeah. Uh, a, a, AP is not going to sit, so I, I, I don't think you have to worry about that. Snelling is, no. is a fantastic start uh, in the chat room there. Three four seven three two four five four zero four is the number. I don't. We're not going to have a lot of time to take calls, but if if you call, we'll uh, we'll try to help you out. Um, Mike, again, looking at this Saints team, Meacham, <laughs> it's the lowest score you could possibly have with two touchdowns, two for ten and t- two touchdowns. I mean, you get you get uh, what fifteen points here. Okay, that's about the lowest score you can get with a two touchdown day. But he's had three catches for three touchdowns the last two games. Kind of like a Chris Carter. All he does is to catch touchdowns. Um, so I don't know. This is a, this is an interesting game. Well, it's gonna be a it's gonna be the best game of the week, obviously. Another thing, Scott, is uh, Meacham. He you know he caught two touchdowns uh, last week, but he might he might not get a single reception next week. It could be right. Every Henderson. It could be whoever. I mean, he's definitely a red zone own. target for Breeze. He's, he's a red zone target for Breeze. He's proven that for sure. Yeah. So uh, you, you just don't know who it's going to be. What do you think Mason's going to do, Mike? He was targeted all day. Back to this Pittsburgh-Baltimore game. Derek Mason was targeted all day last week. Yeah, uh, nine for 142 against the Colts. And now he's going to play Pittsburgh. you got to think they're going to roll over some coverage on this guy. And you know, But Ray Rice is the, is the centerpiece of this offense. 20 carries again, seven catches. He continues to roll. Well, I, th- I think Ray Rice is going to have a much bigger game than uh, Derek Mason. It just it fit for oh, yeah. uh, Derek Mason to get uh, to get a lot of uh, targets last week, and uh, I mean they were going to him left and right. Even though you know he he dropped one here, or you know there was a pass interference there. I mean they still kept going to Derek Mason this week. Ray Rice, I expect a big game out of Ray Rice. Oh yeah, he's a he's a must start, and and he's just been doing it against everybody. It doesn't matter what kind of uh, day he. I mean, the days that he doesn't have a good ground day, he gets uh, he gets the dump passes and, and is a big part of uh, what Flacco is able to do. Uh, let's go to the Indianapolis-Houston game. Slayton's been limited with a neck injury, but he will play. The Colts are 14-1 and all-time against the Texans, so I think this is a pretty safe bet to continue that. But Houston only has 13 sacks in 10 games, which means Peyton has all day to throw. And you give him all day to throw, he's going to beat you. Uh, yeah. On the other side of the ball, Chris Brown, this guy could start and get the most carries again. I don't know what they're doing. You had Ryan Motes, and now you got Slayton. Slayton was a first-round pick, Mike. Can you imagine picking, yeah. your, picking your first-round pick and just seeing him sit on the bench and watching Chris Brown get carries over you? <laughs> Scott. Oh, I've what a, a kick in the neck. I've been a Slayton, I've been a Slayton owner for a couple years now, and it's very frustrating. The only reason is – Kubiak is he, he's so frustrated with uh, Slayton fumbling the ball all the time. Uh, but, yeah. uh, you know, what Slayton... Brown fumbles too, though. Is, Chris Brown fumbles. Yeah, exactly. So uh, just just give Slayton the ball because he's electrifying out of the backfield. You know, little screen pass, boom, here and there. I mean, Slayton can move it and make, you know, I mean, he can do whatever he wants to do. But... It's kind of frustrating if you're a Slayton owner. I heard um, I heard Kubiak the other day say something about Chris Brown and how he uh, definitely does what they want him to do on the in the passing game as far as uh, protecting Matt Schaub. I think that's their main goal with that running back is to protect Matt Schaub, and I don't think Slayton does a very good job of that. That's what I'm that's what I'm hearing, uh, and yeah, I think that, Chris Brown does. Sense. Chris Brown does what he's supposed to do in that game, and he knows that's what's going to get him on the field. 
Now, the Colts have a new weapon, and it's Pierre Garçon, like six, six catches for 108 yards on eight targets. Um, and this Tom Santee kid comes out of nowhere with six catches oh. for 80 yards. Now, you know, uh, Robinson was out or injured, and he, I think he's injured this week as well. Dallas Clark only had one catch for three yards. I think it was a, a focal point of Baltimore to take Dallas Clark out of the game and see what they could do. Uh, and they did take Dallas Clark out of the game, one catch for three yards. I mean, Santy got six catches for 80, Wayne seven for 89. Everybody else did what they were supposed to do but Dallas Clark. Well, you know what? Uh, this game, Indianapolis and Houston, it's always been a tough game when they face each other. Uh, I know Indy pretty much owns them, but uh, it seems like every time they play each other, it's always been a very close game. And uh, I think if Indy's going to lose a game, this one could be it because Andre Johnson could be the X factor in this one. Matt Schaub and Andre Johnson could have fun against some DBs with, uh, uh, against Indy. And it should be a it should be a good day, Mike. We've got this um, Chicago situation with Forte. Uh, I don't know what to think here. Uh, Forte is averaging three point six yards, three point six yards per carry, and seventy six per game with one touchdown in in the two meetings he's had with the Vikings. But I, I don't know what to make of this of this Forte situation. If you watched the game, you saw this Khalil kid come in and 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 do what he and, and the, the team just sort of likes him. I don't know what to think. I mean, Cutler's bad, it, it, and, and he's not playing well, but I, I just don't know. Here's a, yet again no, another no. first-rounder that's losing carries to a it guy named be, it, Khalil Bell. It could be Khalil Bell. It could be Matt Forte. It could be Mike Trent. It could be Scott Atkins. It doesn't matter when you're facing this Minnesota defense in the bag. There's no way that uh, Chicago is going to have any success running the ball against Minnesota. No, you're right about that. It's not It's not going to be pretty. Let's move on to the Carolina Jets game. Uh, two teams struggling to find their identity. Uh, D. Will did his job against the number six ranked Miami uh, defense, 13 for 122. Um, he's stepping in against the number 15 ranked New York Jets defense against running backs. You've got Steve Smith on the side. He's playing Daryl Revis, who is uh, number five in the league versus number one wide receivers. Uh, obviously, that's the Jets' all, the defense. I think Revis might be even one of the best. But um, listen to what receivers have done versus Revis. Mike Colston, two for 33. Andre Johnson, four for 35. Mike Sims-Walker, three for 49, did get a score. Uh, and Randy Moss in two games versus Revis, nine for 58 and a touchdown. Revis wow. is is certainly a shutdown corner. Can he do it against Steve Smith? Can you bench Steve Smith under any circumstance? I I don't think he can right now. Uh, just based on the way uh, Steve Smith has been playing uh, of late, uh, you know they're going to him and they know they got to go to him, and he's been a big time performer. So I don't think he can, whether it's uh, – I don't care what defender is going against him. You cannot bench uh, Steve Smith, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't I don't know. It, it would be very tough. I've heard a lot of people argue that uh, you bench whoever is playing Revis, and, and they've been right for most of the year. 
Jets were just annihilated last week with poor play by Sanchez against the Pats. Thomas Jones played well, 21 for 103. The offensive line still does their job. And they did that versus the fifth best rushing defense in, in, the, in the Patriots. And now the Panthers come in, and they're 27th best against running backs. So if you have Thomas Jones and if you have Sean Green in an emergency situation, I think you start them. That's advantage Jets. I think Braylon and Koch both have tough matchups. I'd consider benching both of those guys uh, as the Jets really try to find their place in this, uh, this stretch run here. It's a home game for the Jets. And I expect the Jets to pull this one out, Mike. But it it's really two teams that are headed in the in the wrong direction. Yeah, yeah, it's two teams headed in, in the wrong direction. Uh, you know, I I, I really don't want to bench Cotterie, but uh, you know, you brought up a good point. You almost have to. Yep, thirty six seventeen earlier had a question: Chambers, Shockey, or Fred Jackson? And uh, I'll tell you what, I that's a, that's a tough one to uh, to play. But since the Chiefs are going to be playing from behind, probably for most of the game. I probably put Chambers in there and cross my fingers that um, that he's going to get worse. Now, if Marshawn Lynch were to sit, then obviously I put Fred Jackson in there. He's a starting running back. I, I put him in uh, over both of those guys because he's going to get more touches. But if it's, See, if it's funny, me, I, I would I, I would almost lean toward Chalky in that situation. <laughs> well, there you go. Just confuse the, the hell out of the guy, Mike. Uh, Bush E. Bush East Smithers has uh, Crabtree versus Hester as a uh, as a big decision. We already talked about Crabtree being a, a nice player this week, and Hester, although he's had tons of targets the last couple weeks with Cutler, they don't see a lot of offensive production out of Chicago right now. Crabtree has a great uh, matchup, and I yeah. think you play anybody that's playing the Jacksonville corners right now. Mike, we've yeah. got ten minutes to go. We've got a couple games to cover here. Washington at Philly. Man, if you had uh, bets. Last week, right off the bat, boom, you lose bets. He's done for the year. You've already lost Portis. You've already lost Cooley. This team is a mess. Rock Cartwright steps in, and you know what? He's heavily involved. He, he ended up with 20 touches, seven catches for 73 yards. Uh, that's a nice I saw, game. I that's saw a, a ton of game. money. I, I saw a ton of money uh, bid on uh, Rock, Cart, Rock Cartwright in, in, in every league I'm in. I mean, it was just. Boom, they were just pounding in to get him. And I don't yep. blame them. I mean, because, you know, it's gonna it's a system. It's a system, like I talked about earlier. Yep. Hainsworth uh, on the Washington side of the ball is questionable with an ankle, that ankle injury. He's been out of practice the last two weeks. But, you know what, even without him, they still held the Cowboys to only seven points last week. So they are, they are doing their job. Now, I, I've got Deshaun Jackson in the World Championship, and I'm praying – that he does his job against Washington and get loose. That's all he needs to do. Deshaun is one of those get loose guys, get free for a 50-yarder, one catch. But he's had eight catches the last couple games here. So I don't know if this is a new identity for Deshaun and maybe McNabb and Deshaun is really clicking. That's what I'm hoping for, hoping for a big day from Deshaun Jackson. Don't know if we'll get it as Washington is one of the uh, very strong units against uh, wide receivers. They only allow their seventh best against wide receivers. So watch that yeah, matchup very closely. Well, I tell you what, uh, one thing about it, Deshaun Jackson, you know, it's face or famine, like like what you just said. Uh, he's going to either nail one for 50, 60 yards, touchdown, boom, done, or he could be silent. He could be a possum all day long. So you never know. Yep. All right, Mike. And then we've got uh, – let's move on to the um, Arizona-Tennessee game. At Tennessee, this, you called it, man. They, 
You yep. said they were the best 0-6 team you've ever seen, and it, there's, I'm telling you, the more and more I hear, there's people talking about them running the table and doing all this. They look like a totally different team with Vince Young, but I just want to want to touch on it a, a little bit here. Uh, on the Arizona side of the ball, Warner questionable with this, again, concussions. Really, really, this is a big issue in the NFL uh, right now. Wisenhunt said Kurt had symptoms of a concussion, but he was never diagnosed with one. He was a full participant in practice throughout the week, but he's still listed as questionable. And then, you know, I've got Leinart, too, here, just in case. But Leinart, when he took over, he went 10 for 14 for 74 yards. So, uh, you know, but the bigger the bigger story to me, Mike, is Chris Wells. Beanie Wells has been red hot, 34 touches, 202 yards, and three touchdowns in the last couple weeks. You know what, Ten. I don't know, though, with Tennessee being – they've been a team that has allowed uh, their ground game to really do what they, they need to do. But they seem to have figured out something of the last couple of weeks. They've only allowed 73 yards the last two games, no rushing well, touchdowns allowed. It's like they flipped the switch, Mike. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, Tennessee found out that Vince Young is pretty good. And I was never a believer in Vince Young. I never have been a believer. Me neither. But Me neither. What what I saw on Monday night was very special because the guy, he made one big mistake switching the ball from his left hand to his right hand. Other than that, he controlled the game. He controlled the game. He, he did options, which left Chris Johnson just to have fun. And, you know, that, that made me think that this team, can they run the table? Can they do it? I don't know. Well, they've, they've got a long way to go to do that, in, including games against the Colts, I believe. But yep. I'll tell you what, when I look at this game, um, Arizona should take to the air to beat the Titans in their dead last versus quarterback defense. When you've got Kurt Warner and you've got the worst defense in the league against quarterbacks, I think you take advantage of that. Look for a huge day from Fitz. Uh, and Bolden and just about everybody involved uh, in that passing game. If you get in there, uh, Kurt Warner should have a, a of a pretty nice game. Got a, a spammer in the uh, the chat room already, so we're gonna take care of that. Well, see, quick, Scott, quick. Scott gonna... I'm gonna jump in right real quick. Uh, yep. Tennessee's uh, Matt Schaub. I mean, he wasn't too shabby going into that game. I mean, Matt Schaub and Andre Johnson and great they didn't game. do much. It was a great game too. I know. I was I was hoping for it, and, and they really didn't look Andre's way um, due to the corner that they got back. I can't think of his name, but when they, they had him back, and they knew if Schaub threw that way, he was going to have a tough time getting Andre the ball because that guy over there really had uh, was was giving Andre a hard time. So, you know, yeah. I, I I don't know. I. Uh, we, we we saw three games yesterday. Really, the only game to speak of was that Giants Broncos game. I mean, the the Packers did what they needed to do against the Lions. I hope you guys didn't start Stafford for any reason after you saw him do what he did against Cleveland. It's a totally no, different it situation. Um, and, and then we had the Cowboys, who I thought would have looked a, a lot better than they did against Oakland. I thought the defense would play better. I'm not real impressed with what what, what Dallas's defense is doing now. The, the the offense seems like they're just doing their job. But the defense needs to play better if they're going to maintain and hang on to this this uh, well, NFC East division lead, Mike. Well, 
as far as Dallas goes, uh, let's face it, offense-wise, uh, they had three or four big plays. Other than that, that was it. You know, I watched that game, and I, I was I was very disappointed because they weren't doing the things they needed to do, just, you know, getting six, eight yards at a time. They didn't do that. You know, there was a couple of big plays here and there, but that, that was it. Yep. You're right, Mike. And, and I'll tell you what, I, I think we've uh, we've ran through all the games. Uh, I had one other game here, or no, we, we uh, I think we covered it. Kansas City and San Diego, we, we covered that. Uh, again, that's the decision that I have to make here, San Diego against Kansas City or Seattle versus St. Louis. You know, it's funny, Mike. Um, in the World Championship, uh, you get this opportunity that if you're the best team in record and the best team in points, you're the number one seed. And if you do both those feats, you're the best team in the league. They give you the opportunity to pick who you want to play because usually it's one versus four and two versus three. Well, they give that you the opportunity to, to yeah to, to find out who you want to play. It's your choice, and and I like that feature, but it really puts a lot of pressure on you too. I mean, if you do well now, you've got this, you know, wow, this so big what, decision so what do you've you got, got to make. Scott? I mean, oh. uh, how much time we got left, and what do you got? All right, well, we've got three minutes left in the show, and. If there's any other uh, questions here, here's one. Uh, Miami defense versus Tennessee defense in the chat room. Uh, Miami versus Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee's going to have a tough time against Arizona, but it is nice to play Arizona when, you know, you've got a guy like Warner that fumbles when you get after the ball. Miami playing Buffalo. You you, you think you take Tennessee there? Yeah, Tennessee probably. I'll still go Tennessee. Yeah. They're probably the hotter defense. And, again, Miami has to travel up the coast. To play Buffalo, I think I take the home team when all when all else fails. Um, Mike, I'm I'm in a tough one, man. Uh, again, I'm playing Tiger Sharks. He's one of the best teams. Bruce Holland in the league. He started Hasselback over Roethlisberger. He's got Adrian Peterson. He's got his only weak spot is Jonathan Stewart. It's the number two running back. But his wide receivers, listen to this. Uh, since he started AD uh, in the draft, he was like the one pick or the two pick. He came back with uh, Roddy White and Marquez Colston. And he comes back and he grabs Vincent Jackson in the at the end of the fourth round. Somebody let him go. Now I took Deshaun Jackson, so you can't fault what I did there. But somebody right. let him have Vincent Jackson all the way back. Then he comes back and snags a Sidney Rice and a Steve Smith. Hits on both of those guys, and he hits Ooh. on Vernon. Hits on Vernon Davis as well. Vernon Davis has a great matchup against Jacksonville, so I'm hurting there. Um, again, I'm playing Kurt Warner. I've got LT Pierre Thomas. Uh, Reggie Wayne, Deshaun Jackson, Derek Mason, and Kellen Winslow. So Reggie Wayne, you, baby. Man, I'm, I'm praying for a miracle here. It's going to be tough, especially with Jacobs giving me a hole to dig out of with 8.7 points. Um, yeah. I've got a lot of guys here in the chat room that are in the playoffs. The Fantasy Football Players Championship is going on. I didn't have a very good year, but I do want to mention them. Lots of, lots of uh, good matchups going on there this week. They've also got the two-week. They were the innovators, the creators of the two-week uh, 14 playoff uh, yep. in the high-stakes world of fantasy football. So that's happening as well uh, over at that contest. You've got the AFFL, the NFFC, all these high-stakes contests are rolling right now, Mike. And it, yeah, this is, you know, this it's is been it. a lot of fun, Scott. Uh, I mean, you know, we're kind of getting down to playoff time, uh, but uh, it's been a pleasure to, uh, you know, talk with you and just continue talking with uh, everybody else as we uh, go through the uh, high-stakes fantasy football playoffs. Yep. 
and uh, it, it's going to be fun. Alex, thank you for being in the chat room and helping everybody out. John Zaleski in the chat room. Uh, check out FantasyFactor.com. Head over to Midnight Oil and, and, and check out their Midnight Show. They have a lot of stuff going on. Waterboy's in the chat rooms. Check us out uh, in the crew. They're, they're always here, the best minds in the world of high-stakes fantasy football, here to help you with your Who Do I Starts. Mike, thank you for being my co-host. Very thankful to thank have you. you as part of the show. And, uh, thank guys, you, good Scott. luck this yeah, week. Hey. We'll, we'll see you next week. Good luck, Scott. You've been listening to Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. With your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Please join us next time. It's all about the money, Mike. Good stuff, my brother. Good stuff. It's all about the money, Mike. Yeah. Why we play the world of high-stakes fantasy football, man. $2,500 minimum on the line this week. If I can pull it off. Man, I hope It's a very tough test, man. It's a tough test, Mike. I'm just an average... uh, I'm your average high-stakes fantasy player. I've got a couple of league titles. I'm not... uh, one of the highest ranked players. I'm in the top 100 in the country. I don't know where that was at the last time I looked, but um, you know, it, it, this is what you play for. You play for the opportunity to get into the playoffs. That's sure. all you can ask for, and that's what I've done. I put up enough points that I'm I'm in the playoffs. I'm I'm playing Tiger Sharks again, one of the best teams in the league. I'd love. I wanted to get Bruce on here to talk to him about why he picked me, and obviously, if he wins, I'm sure uh, he'll tell me why. You know, but, um, I don't know. When you told me about that, that he picked you, I was like, wow, man, wouldn't that be a hell of a show? But, hey, that's all right. Uh, you know, it's it depends, it depends on up. what Adrian Peterson does. It depends on what Adrian Peterson does. If he has a 150-yard, three-touchdown kind of day, I'm probably beat because I don't have anybody on my team that will give me 150 and three. I mean, I, right. I've got Warner, and he's got Hasselback. If you have to, if you have to flip a coin there, I'm going to give the edge to Warner, but not by a lot because Hasselback's going to have a good day against St. Louis. Um, well, it's like it's like what you said earlier in the week. Uh, Hasselback, he's going to be comfortable in the pocket against a team that doesn't really rush that hard. So he should he should have fun with Huizmanzada uh, uh, and you know John Carlson. That that's somebody that. You might need to think about John Carlson. I mean, he he could have fun too. Yeah. Well, I thought I was going to have an edge with Jonathan Stewart being in his lineup. Uh, Jonathan Stewart against the Jets. The Jets have a great, uh, a pretty good run defense. They haven't been good the last couple of weeks. They lost a, a couple of key players to injury. Um, but I had Brandon Jacobs. Thought I had an edge there, and obviously I don't. Brandon Jacobs only puts up eight point seven. Man, that's, what that's, the heck are they going to do with that offense? That, that's that probably what team. you're going to. That, that's probably what he's going to get out of Jonathan Stewart at least. So I'm thinking that's about a push at best for me right there. Then you've got uh, Wayne, Deshaun Jackson, and Mason going up against uh, Vincent Jackson, Marquez Colston, and Sidney Rice. I mean, ugh. That Ooh, is that, that is, is going to be three wide receivers against three yeah. wide receivers. Going to be it could go either way. Then you've yeah, got his flex, Roddy White, against Tampa, against my flex, Pierre Thomas, against the Patriots. Well, I think Pierre you have Thomas to give him the edge. Much. 
Right. You have to give him the edge with that. And then you've got his number one pick, Adrian Peterson, against my number one pick, LaDainian Tomlinson. Now, look, I picked LT for this matchup against the Chiefs. They yep. they were one of the worst in the league last year. They allowed 27 points a game to running backs. I'm hoping LT can get me 20. If LT can pull out a 20-point week this week, I will be ecstatic. Well, right. like they, I said earlier in the show, uh, I believe in LT. Uh, I believe in San Diego because they're 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 very hot right now. Uh, so I think you I think you'll get 20 out of LT. Let's hope so, Mike. Then we've got Vernon Davis. He's got Vernon Davis against Jacksonville. I've got Kellen Winslow at Atlanta. I'm hoping for a shootout in Atlanta. I'm hoping that Atlanta uh, is jumps out all over them and it and it forces them to have to throw. I'd love to have another, you know, give me another 14 target day, 13 target day right. for Kellen Winslow. He's got to catch more than the five balls he did last week. I mean, give me another 13 target day for Kellen Winslow. I'll take it. Um, yeah, exactly. He's got Goskowski as a kicker. I've got Jason Elam. Um, I don't know. I've got I've got the Tampa Bay kicker too, uh, Connor Barth, because I saw he was kicking some fifty yarders. I don't know. I think I'm going to start Elam, although he's been missing a couple of kicks here lately, so I'm I'm a little worried about that. And then it's a battle of the defenses. He's starting the Indianapolis Colts. I'm starting the San Diego Chargers. Uh, you got it. Hope, hopefully, I have the edge there, but uh, the Colts seem to play better at home than they do uh, on the road. So, I don't know, Mike. What do you think? Well, I, I, I tell you what, I, I think you're looking pretty good, uh, but it's going to be very close in that matchup. Uh, just thankful I mean, that, Just thankful I didn't have to play like Miles Austin or Donald Driver. <laughs> if you had to play either one of those guys, you are hurting right now in your matchup. You're just feeling like, man, yeah. I'm in such a hole. But you don't, don't give up hope. You know, our guy Wayne Ellis, we had Wayne on the show. He's been one of the top teams in the league. Uh, in the whole contest, in the World Championship. He's been in one of the top teams in the country. Uh, let me let me go and tell you how high he is right now. He's still up there uh, right near the top. Wayne Elson, number 14 overall, Mike. He had to play He had to play Austin and Driver last night. He had to play against them both. I mean, that that's just a, a kick in the in the gut, man. I mean, here you that's are. A kick in the balls. Yeah, you're having a great year, and then you have to play those two guys in your league championship game week one. I mean, if you win this week, Mike, if we win this week, you're guaranteed 2,500 with a chance at 5,500 next week. It's a big game, man. I don't know how else to put it. It's just a big game. Lou, Lou Tranquilli, a friend of the show, he started Moreno last uh, last night. He started Moreno over four set, over Justin four set. Wow, smart move, and, smart but, move. But but you, well, you almost have to do that. Yeah, with Julius possibly coming back, it, yeah. it was um, it was a tough decision. And, and I saw some other decisions that were just kind of head scratchers. Maybe we'll talk about them next week. But Mike, uh, thanks for being part of the show. And uh, man, just root us in there, man. Scott, I'm going to root for you and uh, win that world championship of fantasy football. And uh, I'm going to, I've got him. Track down, so uh, I'll keep track of them this weekend. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. Right. We'll see you later. All right, man. I came into this world high as a bird. From secondhand cocaine powder, I know it sounds absurd. I never toot it, but it's in my veins while the rest of the country bunches off ridges without no snapback and 
They say they need that to shake their fannies in these clubs. They go the other route, turn each other out, burn each other out. Where Ava on a body like me can't even get no back rub these days. Ain't that bleak on they part? But let me hold it down, cause they shut you down when you speak from your heart. Now that's hard. Why we ranting and raving about guests? They made them guests. They got some that'll blow out our back from where they stay at. By the way your nipples pick at me through your blouse Freaky me, freaky you, can't help but be a route Excuse me lord, lustful thinking, but that was the way we was brought up Sneaking to watch Playboy at night, we all must be caught up in worldly ways The chemistry between boys and girls is a lot like when we went to the woods and laid with the squirrels During P.E. we'd be exploring each other's private Hunching with all our clothes on until we felt excited Then, Oh, now it's on from here on out. Put your hands in the atmosphere if you know what I'm talking about. Now, if too harsh, then walk on out and I'll see you on the next song. They call it horny because it's devilish. Now, see, we dead wrong. Lyrics stay clean. Yeah. 